Hey guys and welcome to the Morbid Download. This is episode number two with Neil Perkins, uh, who's owner and distributor of food from the Fuel Cafe in Ashby de la Zouche. So Neil, how, how are you today? I'm absolutely smashing, thank you very much. Yeah, and uh, tell us about your journey. What is the motivation for getting this Fuel Cafe up and off the ground and moving it? Um, so it came about really through... Um, controlling my own nutrition. Um, I basically look at doing my own diet because I don't get a chance to do a lot of exercise. So nutrition is pretty key to me in terms of uh, keeping myself fit and and, and fresh-minded. Um, I do have um, a condition called ADHD. Uh, so good nutrition for me um, is a pivotal part of kind of keeping myself sane, I suppose. Um, but keeping, yeah, my my my, uh, my conscious on a conscious level, just keeping it sort of level-headed and focused. And so, what was the point where you had to look at the nutrition for yourself, for your personal journey? You know, what was the pinpoint saying? Actually, I need to start sorting this out. Um, I think it was probably diagnosis. To be fair, I was diagnosed quite late, so I think I was um, a couple. It was about five years ago, I believe. Um, so it was sort of yeah. 30, 31. Um, it was something that I'd obviously always coped with. However, it had manifested uh, into sort of negative ways as well. Um, you tend to drink quite a lot, um, and that was something that I wanted to sort out. But it was never something um, that I saw as, oh, this has got to be attributed to something. It was just, you know, this is just how I am. Um, so being diagnosed, it obviously didn't give me another point of view to go, actually, it isn't me. <laughs> it's something that I can actually now control um, through that. And obviously, because you've been diagnosed later in life, yeah. so to speak, because most people associate it with kids, don't they? And they're like, oh, AJ, you must have ADHD. They never really look at it at adults now. Yeah. Because obviously adults have got used to coping with it. So how did you get to the point where oh, I need to, and there's something not quite right? Yeah, it was just, like I say, I think it was just talking to family. Um, and, and like I say, just having that sit-down chat, really, uh, I think, obviously, it's, it's always good to talk about mental health anyway. You should always do that um, and be open with it. And so it's just, luckily, it was just sitting down with my family and just going, when I moved back, when I moved over um, to Ashley from Loughborough, um, I wasn't in the best of places. Obviously, I hadn't really got much money. Um, I've moved over uh, from a social circle um, and, and started again from scratch, really, in Ashley. Um, so the business itself, setting up the business, was something for me to do uh, and put my efforts into. Um, but also, uh, like I say, having that conversation with the family and, and picking out, uh, I don't know, like recurring themes or almost. It's like, you know, does this, does this happen? And why are you looking at patterns, that? aren't you? Yeah, looking at patterns and being actually, you know, that's more of a behavioural pattern or that's more of a, a mindset pattern or... And it, it all centres around these things where um, we was looking at uh, then pitching that to a um, professional who then was quite pretty blatant. That's ADHD. Yeah. We were like, great. So now you put a name to it. Yeah. Now we can start sort of tackling it. I had two options then. I could either go down the medication route, which wasn't um, something that I wanted to go down, um, or there was the the natural sort of uh, through nutrition and exercise where you can, where, where I think is a more positive way of dealing with it. Because we do say a lot is a, is evolved around nutrition and setting patterns into how yeah. you work and concentration. Yeah. Uh, I know like one of the benefits of ADHD is that you can juggle loads of different things uh, at the same time. 
Absolutely. Uh, do you find that benefits you? Absolutely. I mean, as a, as a chef especially, I mean, I've got a chef catering background, so that's probably where I um, unconsciously sort of slipped in and, and sort of found my groove with. Because obviously in a kitchen, you, you're doing 17, 18 different things at once and then doing the thing that you're doing at the moment. So it's just a case of, um, yeah, it was a case of, of, of finding my groove in a, in a career path, uh, which I felt comfortable with. But again, in that, in hindsight now, obviously I can I, I know that that's why I probably fitted in so well. But at the same time, the other jobs that I've done in the past, you know, was probably one day and I'd even get the sack or I wouldn't uh, be getting on with people very well. And I think that was again just a, in hindsight a misunderstanding as to how I communicate with people, or because um, I can be quite blunt without knowing that I'm being blunt. Don't you think that's easy though? If you're yeah. up front and then, and then people are accepted. No, I, I think I think the, the big difference came in understanding that that's how you are and yeah. um, being conscious of that's how you are. So if people perceive you, being unapologetic with it, um, I think can sometimes be a bit standoffish and rude and people can sort of be a bit, um, you know, taken aback. It's not, it's not a, the most friendly of traits. So if you can put a little bit of understanding behind it, you still, still be yourself, yeah. but you can just be aware of how you speak to people and probably just, just smile after you say something. <laughs> makes a massive difference. It does, yeah. Just think you're not an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. When you are, I mean, because people always associated me with being blunt yeah. and saying it how it is and some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth yeah. isn't totally PC. Yeah. Uh, and then people take offence to it and it's like, not being honest, I'm just, I'm just easier being up front. Yeah. I need to get it off my chest absolutely, to make yeah. me feel better. And it's the best way, absolutely yeah. the best way. But like I say, I think sometimes, and especially when you're in a negative frame of mind um, and you're and you're being that um, direct with, with somebody, I think their um, their reaction to you can then spark a negative reaction in yourself. Yeah. So it kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's being positive with it, I think. Yeah. And I think that's what I've learned. Um, to be just to, yeah. just to recognise those different symptoms of ADHD and just go actually yeah that does affect me quite a bit and I need to change that. You touched on a point there around and the positivity and trying to find the positive vibes out of it and you know in a society where we are quite negative and you know we're probably looking at picking at faults in people and say well you're not very good at that or you know that didn't look for that great you know we just talked about your social media like before we started recording and you say well like, for you it, it should look professional and stuff like that whereas I'm, I'm just chucking it out and then, and then see if people like it or don't like mm-hmm. it uh how do you find it to be positive in this environment do you surround yourself with positive people that are like engaging and moving forward or do you find it a bit of a tough task? i think when i moved into nutrition and i say moved into it i i went in on the basis that I knew what I was doing as a chef, but I didn't necessarily know how nutrition works on um, a level where you were using it for fitness. Um, as as I'm obviously tried to, as I um, gained momentum in, in nutrition and obviously started working out and getting more into fitness and nutrition, the gym is a very positive environment as it is. Um, so that made me then feel good. Um, so that was the environment that I kind of wanted to sort of, again, probably unconsciously, but sort of steer my way towards. Um, my understanding of my um, of nutrition itself um, is still ongoing. I'm still doing nutrition courses now. Um, but I find that the more knowledge I get, the more I can apply it 
to myself and then obviously to now to my customers. Filter it out. Yeah, and filter it out. Um, the, the means to be exact with it um, is something that maybe, again, is a good trait, I think, for ADHD. You get something which is kind of like a hyper-focus. Um, it can be um, sort of all-consuming, really. I could be sort of sat in a room full of people, but I'm literally just, I'm in the computer screen. So when I'm doing my, when I'm doing something, I'm, I'm completely and 100% concentrated to it, um, which is probably why I'm, I want things to be so exact and so um, precise and so sort of professional looking at all times. That said, you know, it's, uh, it's not always possible. Um, but like I say, rather than getting frustrated at the fact that that can't be possible, you just kind of take it your stride a little bit, I suppose. So again, that's just like another positive spin on it. Yeah. It's just finding those positive spins on things, I think, um, because it's quite, it's very easy. I think people with ADHD will probably um, sort of associate with it. It's, it's very easy to be um, sort of almost instinctively negative as well. Um, and you can kind of just go on this kind of downward spiral, really. And I think that's where it manifests itself into the sort of typical, what people would associate with it typically, stereotypically, is, you know, the, the tantrums and the bad moods and the and the um, sort of non-productiveness, I think. And like I say, it's just a case of sort of um, recognising those triggers and then just putting a positive spin on them. Um, and then that's, you kind of then, you're on the, you're on you the right still path, be yeah. yourself and do the things that you're going to do, but you've just got a different outlook and or a different mindset now. So has food always been your passion? Yeah, of, I think You're so, saying yeah. it's been a hyper-focus, especially when you got more onto like the business side of yeah. things and everything. And it is your passion, obviously, trying to help people. Yeah. Uh, how did you How did you get into food in the first place? Was it just from the diagnosis? Or before, I always used you to said with, chefing before. Yeah, well, I always used to cook with my mum. I always used to cook with my mum. Um, always used to make like uh, puddings and uh, help her make the dinner. Um, there was sort of like early teens, sort of early to mid-teens where we started still still at home. Um, both parents were working, so then I would sort of cook the dinner for the family if I if I wasn't at work or, or what have you. So it's always been something that's been an interest of mine. I always used to like, if nobody was in the house, I'd obviously like try and make my own little cookery programme. <laughs> and so talk I'd, to yourself as you're yeah, talking to the couple of tiles on the back wall, because, you know, today we'll be making such such stuff. I do that. I make my wife laugh because I try and be Jamie Oliver. Yeah. And I have to throw some puckers in there, and, you know, to relate to that. <laughs> That's it. Uh, but it's trying to be realistic, isn't it, and make it entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I, I love cooking, and I love cooking from scratch a lot of the time, yeah. and a lot of people obviously see pictures, of, especially on a Sunday, because Sunday's my prep day Yeah. to get through the week. Uh, have you always done, like, your prepping side of things, or was it more like cooking on the go, or have you been heavily overweight in the past, or...? Yeah, I mean, my weight's always kind of fluctuated. I don't think I'd have... I've never been um, to, a, to a great size, but I've never been super fit either. Um, and, I, and I can always tell, obviously, when my um, fitness isn't sort of, you know, up there. Like mm-hmm. my, my energy level's... Well, they don't slump because of my ADHD, but they do, you know, my concentration levels seem to sort of flare out of the window. Um, so obviously then I'll, I'll find it hard to, to apply myself to anything. Yeah. Um, and that in turn, sort of the paradox of that is um, you want to do something, but you don't really know what to do. Yeah. So it kind of, you know, it turns into agitation rather than productivity. How did you get into like opening up your place? Where, what took you from just sorting out your nutrition for yourself? And then opening the fuel cafe 
to help other people and open it up as a business? Where was the transition part in that? Where was the motivation? Where was the pinpoint saying, I'm going to open up my own place? It was literally, it was one of those things where you kind of go, I kind of went to bed one night. I, would, I literally just moved to, to Ashby, not, not a few months in. Um, and it was just one of those cases where you know sort of have one of those I, would, I don't want to say epiphany because that's wrong <laughs> that but, light bulb moment just yeah, came it was, it was almost like i remember just going to bed one one evening and i was just like you know when it kind of all you, your brains are very good has a very good way of sorting things out when you go to bed so you can wake up in the morning and obviously feel like you know you know what you're doing whereas last night you have no chance of doing whatever you wanted to do um, and i feel like it was one of those things where i just woke up one morning and i was just like well, everything that I'm doing for myself, I could do for, for other people. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to the gym and I'm eating well and I'm feeling better. Well, there's no nowhere in Ashby to do that or, or that environment, other than being in the gym, that, that sort of positive environment doesn't really exist anywhere else, um, you know, unless you've got a really good job and, and you're happy in doing what you're doing, etc. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to create an environment, really, where almost an extension of, what I was doing for myself and like almost like a little home from home really. And that's normally where passions come from, isn't it? It's whatever yeah. inflicts on yourself and what you see the difference in. It's like, actually I want to help other people now with yeah. similar issues or whatever they're going through. Yeah. Uh, and you see the nutrition as a big tool in that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously the, the other side, uh, uh, the other way to, um, to manage your, your ADHD is through medication. And unfortunately, um, although it does work for a lot of people, um, it does tend to turn everything off rather than the selective things that you want to turn off. So in, in essence, it's um, if you can find those sort of negative traits or those things that are affecting you negatively and, and like I say, put a positive spin on them, everything else you've already got, you know, you're, you're still a good person. You still, you know, you still got empathy for people. You still got, you just want to sort of smooth out the edges on it. That's what it is. I mean, when you started the business, obviously you started two and a half years ago. Yeah. And, was there any negativity who says, oh, that's not going to follow through, that's going to fall, that's, you're not going to be able to stick Every to this? Every step of the way, I would say, <laughs> but, and I, and, and, and I couldn't stress it enough, like, you've got to go through those processes in life, otherwise you'll be forever hiding behind... Um, behind the screen, aren't you? Yeah, because, and, and I think, um, yeah, if, to take those risks in life, to, to put something um, forward, to, to create something from scratch... Um, it just gives you when when you do see when you do see it come to fruition, it just gives you enormous self confidence and self esteem. And then almost the, the next thing that you've got on the list doesn't seem as daunting. So it's kind of like you, you the risk the first leap the first risk is always going to be the, the biggest. But after that, it should become sort of almost second will to you. So it should be like yeah, just just crack on with it. And if it doesn't work out and what's the least what's the worst that's going to happen like you know it, you've just not done it it's not, he hasn't you haven't not killed anybody <laughs> no no exactly and i know like with especially in the pt industry there's like seven out of ten people that don't like continue to pt after that first year yeah uh, because it's such a saturated market, how do you get noticed? Or you end up working in a gym and then you progress to something I think you else. have to have um i think you have to have passion and you have to have mm -hmm. drive but I think you also have to have a bit of patience and you think you need to understand that everything isn't just going to happen overnight. Um, I'm, you know, only just getting to a point where, in my business, where um, 
you know, I'm starting to feel like I'm getting somewhere with it in terms of where I wanted it to be. And face value, if you was to walk in here, you know, you'll, you'll see like the physical changes of it and the aesthetical changes of it. But like in in my head, I've got you know a five year plan yeah. and I want to be somewhere. Um, and uh, you know, six months ago, I was you know still you know trying to get over the first hurdle in my head. Yeah. Um, because I wanted it, I wanted to be in two and a half years. I wanted to be, you know, in this certain place or uh, have certain things done. Everything will not, you know, not everything will go to plan. Yeah. You know. But okay, so we'll throw it out there. It's been two and a half years. Yeah. You've got your five year plan. What is your five year? What is what is your pinnacle of saying that's me? So in five years, um, I would like to have um, at least two of these. Yeah. Um, I'd like to open up secondary ones. Um, I've had um, the scope to be able to deliver food, um, but I think personally, and the way that I want to, to, to run my business, um, and the way that I sort of derive any um, like enjoyment out of it, is, is by talking to people. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my history, sort of work history, um, proves it. I've always worked in hospitality and catering. Um, so it's always been sort of around people and around nutrition. So it, it, the gift of hindsight's brilliant. So you always look back and go, oh, you know, it's a no-brainer. Like, I don't know why you just didn't do this in the first place. But you don't know. You have to go through these experiences to find out what you're good at and what you're not good at. So in five years' time, I would say, yeah, um, I'd probably be looking at opening a secondary one, if not third, um, and having, you know, a small chain of them, really, so as we can open up. Uh, invite people to come in and sit down and, and sort out their nutrition and, and educate them as well as feed them. Really. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of you branding in gyms uh, a lot of the time. Obviously, I see you on social media. Uh, and I think, you know, I don't know if you already do this, but a gap in the market is like workplace health. It seems to be the massive thing in the industry at the moment and people sitting down for seven and a half hours, eight hours doing nothing and then they're grabbing vending machines and stuff Absolutely, like that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it was something that we had sort of tinkered with last year um, with uh, Hood Parker. We had a, a, a vending machine. We tried, trialled it mm -hmm. out. Um, we just put fresh fruit and stuff like that in there. It did work. Logistically, it was a bit of a pain in the ass to sort of manage. Um, I think in terms of having a vending business especially, yeah. um, it's you need to have quite a lot of vending machines yeah. to make any money out of it. Um, that's a business perspective. And keeping it fresh and Yeah, and but um, in terms of... of of the workplace fitness and, and taking it to the to the, to the companies to the, to the companies yeah it's still something that's got um, you know great legs with it um, yeah. and something that we'd like to do it's something that we already are doing I mean, yeah we we've got um, offices you know just at the top of Ashby there that on the industrial estates yeah, yeah. On the industrial estates and stuff they were we, we started out doing fresh fruit boxes for them uh, you know a lot of those people now to have you know weekly meal prep plans offers just for their lunch yeah. you know so they can they can cook at home when they get back at home that's their problem yeah. and they can fix their own breakfast which is great but it's when they're at work like you say is when they're struggling so they're coming to us and they're buying you know six seven um days worth of, of food offers so yeah. they can take it to work and, and actually have something healthy rather than like I say, go to the go to the vending machines and, and yeah. stick with the go to the cop van and have a fry, which is a great way to give you instant <laughs> energy. But I can assure you, at two o'clock yeah. you'll feel like rubbish. I mean, there's a company in Derby, the property company, and they talked a lot about marginal gains and it, they put so much ethos on nutrition where they took out vending machines and just put in bowls of fruit and, and stuff yeah. like that. And it said it did help productivity a lot yeah. and like getting out of the office, going for walks, and the healthier you are. 
better it helps you think. Uh, hydration is a massive one in workplace because everybody's on teas and coffees yeah. rather than just drinking water. And again, so. it's just, and they're reliant for teas and coffees. It's energy, isn't it? It's mm. that instant source of energy. Um, I'm busy, I need to get this done, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And then you lose sight of, of actually what's good for you and what, you know, if you add something like a, a complex carb in the morning for breakfast, yeah. you know what I mean, and keep yourself hydrated rather than relying on coffee. So with like five sugars, so you spike your insulin and then it goes down in, in the afternoon. You know, if you actually learn to look after yourself properly, mm-hmm. you, you'll be consistent throughout the day and you'll find that you'll get yourself, you know, you'll, you, your, producti- your productivity will go through the roof because you haven't had to sit down for half an hour because you're tired yeah. or you haven't took your foot off the gas because you haven't had something to eat or you haven't you, you felt like your con- concentration levels have, have, have slumped because you've been doing this all day and I'm fed up with it now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and it's those sort of traits and, and obviously, again, it just knocks on the door to um, my experiences with ADHD because it, those day-to-day experiences that people have throughout the day, um, it does come down, I think, a lot to it. Through, through their choice of nutrition and, on you know, with the ADHD side of things, it's just an escalated version of, of, of uh, the problems that everybody goes yeah. through, I think. So I think if you sort your diet out, I think you can sort a lot a of lot out of it, can't you? Yeah. Especially with energy levels. Absolutely. And there's a lot of research being done in sleep patterns at the moment and how that results on you. And uh, how important would you say listening to your customers is? Because obviously you're doing some developments out the back, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's back on the feedback that you've got from people that are walking by. And we listen. I mean, with a nutritional a nutrition business, a catering business, a hospitality business, um, it's all about listening to your customers. Yeah. Like, it's a market, isn't it? Yeah. We we change our 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 menu. It seems like we change our menu like the wind, but we do do it every sort of three or four months it keeps it fresh um, it also keeps it on trend for obviously uh, the, the bits and bobs that we do through Instagram mm-hmm. um, but also it just goes on feedback from people that have, that have liked stuff and hated stuff we put stuff on there we put some right home things on there um, you know but they, we, we get feedback we ask them for feedback you know what I mean and and our, we're very lucky to have a customer base that are, are very interested in what we're doing not only they don't just sit there and eat it for the sake of it they, they know what we're trying to do um, and a lot of and some of our customers are, are obviously working in the industry um, and provide us with with sort of insights into you know all oh, this would be good for you or have you tried have you thought about this on the menu um, and then like I say um, we're having a new doorway done uh, we're leading on to bakery court in Ashby yeah. um, which should be completed at the end of May yeah, that's pretty so, good. Yeah, it's, so we're more easily accessible now rather than coming through the indoor market. Um, again, it's, it's just come off feedback that we've had from customers. So, yeah, it, customers are, are, are pivotal to our business, really, because, I mean, we have to sit and listen to them, um, whether we like it or not. <laughs> uh, well, feedback's feedback, isn't it, whether yeah. it's negative. And I think a lot of people go into business realising the wrong thing. So what they think in their head and what they like it's not what the market likes. And the market will tell you if it's rubbish or good. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you obviously take everything with a pinch of salt. Mm. Um, if somebody suggests something. We had, we had somebody, um, I can't quite remember what it was, but it, it was something to do with like holistic sort of approach to um, curing some sort of ailments. And, and a lot of that, is, is not necessarily research research based, mm. so we couldn't necessarily put it, um, you know, scientifically proven uh, recipe together. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of one of those. We'll, we'll leave that one. 
But, um, you know, other stuff, you know, like I say, like elevating your healthy fats, obviously we use, we go through avocados like the wind is this place, um, sweet potatoes, stuff like that. Um, and it, again, it's all based not just on um, what people want right now, but also what, what what's good for you. Um, like I say, we, we portion everything out to uh, quite strictly. We offer um, sizes we can come in and you can give us your macros if you want and we'll weigh it out specifically for you. Um, so yeah, we, we, we offer as much as we can um, and it's it's a massive niche in the market to be honest because how many people I know, I know with uh, some of the clients I, I work with they're like I haven't got time to prep so, like, so they don't end up cooking for themselves so they'll yeah. go on to like the Weight Watcher meals or the Slim World meals and stuff yeah, like that and well, grabbing out the microwave. with that you see obviously and, and, and no disrespect to those companies but um, it's, it's again you, you're, it's convenience food mm. and uh, it doesn't matter how you dress it up it's still next to you know somebody else's convenience brand um, in the freezer. Um, if you can get yourself some like actual um, freshly made food, you know, that's yeah. been sort of made and, and can last for up to seven days, um, i.e. from us, for instance, um, or a reputable uh, meal prep company, you'll find that it will benefit you a whole lot more. You don't know how old that food is in the freezer. Well, no. Um, and like I say... We were saying that about Jack of Potatoes, weren't we, when we were going to Tesco's and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, how long have they been in storage? Well, that's okay. it. And then there was the horse meat scandal about five years yeah. ago, wasn't <laughs> there? So, you know, and again, it's just um, it's just one of those things where you just have to be... The cleaner you are eating, I think, I think the better you are. Um, I think, yeah, you can get away with some, uh, some sauce and what have you. If we do make our own sauces here. Um, again, we... The, the recipes, you know, to the T. Yeah. Um, and it's the attention to detail that you put into it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, there's a lot of things that, say, for instance, you've got um, sins and stuff like that, uh, throwing things out there. You should be able to really eat what you want. It's just a case of literally just ha- just measuring what, what what you've been having throughout the course of not only just a day, but just uh, over a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Give yourself a day off if you like, but just factor that into the rest of the week. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of people that, that tend to that come to us for advice and, and we, we offer them a month's plan because not only we give them um, consistency in terms of diet, but also they'll actually see, hopefully, physical results because nutrition doesn't work. It's not an overnight thing. It's not like you can go to the gym and you can get a pump on, yeah. but you know what I mean? You're not going to get that from eating something that's clean for it and good for you. You're gonna, it's, it takes time and it takes patience. So... And, and, and I think that's what, in the world and society, we ain't got patience. That's that it. is it. We, yeah. I want it now, and that's it. That's and it. it. It's like the Instagram world, isn't it? This that's is it. my life, I want it now, and that's Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. And I think that's probably, you know, one of the major factors of, of, of the business coming about is the fact that people, you know, don't want to do it, they just want it. Uh, and, and it's the same as like cleaning nobody wants to do cleaning so you see cleaning companies set ironing services nobody yeah. wants to iron their shirts right so they'll pay someone they quite easily pay someone a pound an item <laughs> I think it's alright money making scheme that is pound an item I couldn't think of anything worse <laughs> <laughs> I tend to iron, I tend to peg mine out straight so the wind's... Yeah, so, right yeah, yeah mine's hang dry <laughs> life, life is far too short for ironing <laughs> yeah, yeah well people think the same with food don't they and if you Absolutely. don't enjoy cooking you don't enjoy cooking, so... I think, yeah, but I think as well, if you don't enjoy cooking, there, there's, there's a million and one dishes out there. There's a million and one ways that you can put something... You can put it all in, in a tray in the oven and leave it for half an hour if you wanted to. You know, there's, there's really simple ways of making really good, clean nutrition for yourself. 
you know, the one pot technique has, has always been a really good favorite yeah. of mine because you literally just chuck everything in and you stick yeah. a lid on it and you leave it. And not only does it make probably about five or six different portions for yourself, do you know what I mean? You can go back to it, you don't have to cook it again. Yeah, I mean, I say to my pot, I say, just don't eat anything processed, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, and it does help them lose weight, and they've got to they've got to think for themselves. So, Absolutely, yeah. You know, I'm very much about trying to create independency in people. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it's having that knowledge, isn't it? Absolutely. Because like I see, I mean, the role of personal training has changed in that so many different areas, and mine's more about education. It's like you yeah. can do this yourself. You can do this. You can do this. You can do that. And that's similar to what you're doing with the food plan. You know, you're educating people, saying, actually, you know, this is. Broadening your eyes and it's opening your mind. Say, actually, you can just have this. Or you can Absolutely, have this, yeah. Have I mean, that's what we aim, and that's what we aim to do. We try, I try as as best as I can, and um, you know, to educate as well as just. Yeah. I don't just flung you seven meals or fourteen or twenty eight meals in front of you. So there's your week. Get on with it. You know, I like to. I like to just for my benefit, I suppose, really more than anything, is yeah. just just to just to tell you how why I've done it and, and how I've done it, and you know, here's your meal plan, and this is a list of here's your macros, but this is what it translates into food. So if you wanted to do it yourself, this is how much you should be eating of this, this, and this. Yeah. So if you put those together, like, you know, it just it takes the maths out of it for you. Yeah. I mean... And it, do, it doesn't have to be right. I mean, the lady, like the ladies just dropped the tub off that you did a curry for. Yeah. And, you know, when you go out for a curry, you know, it's very, like, swamped in calories, isn't it? And it, the stuff that they put into yeah. it to a certain well, extent. I, 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 but if you cook a proper yeah. curry... Like a traditional yeah. one. It's, well, it's like I say, you, you, can put, you can put one tin of coconut milk in there and it might not look saucy. Mm. So you put two tins of coconut milk in there and then all of a sudden you've doubled your fat. But you, you wouldn't necessarily... Think anyone, of that. And yeah, you wouldn't think of doing that. You would just think, oh, that's going to taste nice. Yeah. Which is great. It probably will. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's other ways of, of making it, you know, more saucy without putting an extra tin of coconut milk in it. You yeah. know, just use a nice vegetable stock fresh vegetables and stuff, um, you know what I mean, that you've still got nutrients in there. And I love it how you go into the macros, because obviously I work uh, with Leisure Nutrition and Dietetic Service with their physical activity for the obese clients and, and stuff Brilliant. like that, and they're all about portion control, you know, and when you're looking at it, this is how, like you were just saying, well if you want this amount of crap, this is what it is. Yeah. And then, and then people like, you know, for chips, like from a chip shop, it could be like four chips. Absolutely, yeah. And you're thinking, is that it? I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we we do. Um, if you looked at if you look at um, like a typical bodybuilder, um, his diet will literally consist of white potato, chicken, probably a tiny little bit of veg, um, and that's basically how they eat. Probably about seven or eight times a day. Um, but that's it. Um, it's to me when I got into um, sort of nutrition and, and looking at it in terms of doing it for somebody else. Mm. One of my first clients was that person and I found it incredibly boring if I'm honest and it kind of spurred me on into thinking well why are they doing that and I think yeah there are um there are benefits to eating that way in terms of what they want to achieve out of their body you know and, and what have you but also I think it does come to a point where it's just that it's just for, for convenience it's it's they don't want to sit there for half an hour and figure out you know the the, the macros of a sauce it's just easier to figure out what 250 grams of chicken is and whack it with some potatoes because it's just quicker 
have you ever thought of, you know, because you, you're big into the nutrition side and stuff like that, and there's plenty of companies out there for, like, looking good for summer and weight loss and stuff like that. Have you ever thought of doing, like, a weight care or, you know, a weight loss club in here, even though I don't like using weight as the name, it's all about fat yeah. uh, for me and working out fat percentage. Have you ever thought of doing that in here and saying, it's you know, something, yeah, I mean, definitely. It's something, we're always open at Fuel Ashby to... Yeah. to, to um, extend our services to, or uh, you know, by all means, if somebody wanted to set up something like that up yeah. here, we'd, we'd quite willingly open it for them. I mean, like I said, we've got the new outside area being built at the moment, yeah. uh, which increases our floor space a little bit. Um, also, you know, we're dolling it up at the minute, giving it a bit of a lick of paint because it's been two and a half years, and yeah. you know, it's, it's got us by, but now it needs, you know, a little bit of GK and attention being invested back into it, yeah. same as anything. Um, so yeah, we'd we'd always be open because nothing lasts forever, does it? You know, you, you've got your concept and it, it doesn't last forever because it'll come in, it'll go out, and it, it's hard to keep new and fresh yeah, on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah, I mean, we 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 go we go through coconut oil, avocado, stuff like that. I mean, we were doing sweet potato toast last year. Um, <laughs> How'd that go? Um, all right. Um, <laughs> they, it sounds good, you know. It sounds it sounds good. good. Yeah. It basically sweet potatoes for people who don't know. It's basically a really thin sliced sweet potato, and you just put it in the toast and it cooks itself. Yeah, um, yeah it's just it's pretty bland. It is what it is. And it is what it is. Yeah. So it was all the fa- it was all the fad last year, and everybody was into it. Butter bowls we go through. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. So we we, we try and keep up with it. Uh, if it's any good, you know what I mean. We try and keep up with it. Just started doing the awesome supplements. Um, yeah. They've just got those in stock. Um, and like I say, we're just we, we're constantly evolving and changing with with the market as well. So um, I'm surprised you've gone into the supplement thing. Bit, I am uh, too, to be fair, but, <laughs> <laughs> but only because and obviously the Ben Coomber um, stuff uh, is it's a he does uh, nutritional uh, blogs as well and mm. um, does online courses and stuff in nutrition. Uh, I've done one of his before in the past, and that's how I kind of came across his awesome supplements there are a lot of supplements that you don't need um so essentially he he literally just um opened his own uh brand of supplements to just to offer the ones that you can actually that are actually worth you know taking in uh, regards to your training i mean i I looked into a lot of uh, paul check stuff which is a bit more extreme but it's all about no process whatsoever and it was on about like uh breakfasts and cereals and stuff like you shouldn't have that you shouldn't have that yeah <laughs> and it, 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 that was going right it's almost like caveman yeah sort of approach yeah uh and it, you know it, it works though doesn't it you know you're taking processed stuff out of, out of things and it, it does work yeah absolutely. Uh, and it, like you were saying you're constantly learning all the time aren't you yeah uh, listen to like the Ben Kumar stuff and yeah uh, different courses you go on what courses you, you looked at is it just like specifically well a course for nutrition for bodybuilders or um, it's just a sports it's sports nutrition it's it's all encompassing really I mean like I say different different strokes for different folks I believe so that's what they say so it's um, I'm currently doing it um, a BTM um, academy uh, that's a year one at the moment which is just basically going to top up what I've already done um, but yeah it's like I say nutrition the same as with cookery I, I mean I I buy cookbooks you know from uh, and reading cover to cover mm. um, it's usually the same stuff but every now and again you'll see something in there that somebody's done differently and it's and you can use it to your benefit um, like I say the ingredients and stuff they come and go they change all the trends and stuff like that um, so we kind of the same with nutrition it, it, it's um, 
one one day they can be telling me something and the next day they can be telling me something else um, because they've done some research into it and, and it's changed know, and it's changed and you know and then in two years time it'll be out of date again because yeah. somebody else has found this out in, yeah. and everything comes back around doesn't it and it all comes it's back like, around yeah so remarketed but back around absolutely yeah you know and what they told you 10 years ago is probably current now you know yeah. I mean? yeah. because oh, oh yeah actually we, we were a little bit you know overzealous about that so we thought oh actually yeah we'll go back to basics yeah. you know so that's just how it is but it's always good to keep yourself topped up um, and, and in the know because um like I say, it's, it's, it's beneficial for the customers at the end of the day. It's beneficial for me um, firsthand, obviously, you know, without sounding selfish, but essentially, you know, the, the business came about because I needed to sort myself out. So, and obviously, if I can keep myself on the straight and narrow, then I can keep everybody else on the straight and narrow. So. Yeah. What's, what's the one bit of advice that you give to people? You know, if you've thrown it out there saying if you're struggling with this, what's the one bit of advice that you give to people around either nutrition or, physical, or the lifestyle or anything like that? Oh, or mental, mentality? Um, I, I think if you can get over that initial initial anxiety of, of, um, of speaking to somebody, then I would strongly suggest speaking to somebody. Mm. Um, you know, whether it's a family member or a friend or just literally just pop into um, you know, a gym and, and speak to a personal mm. trainer. Um, pop into the calf. Pop into me uh, <laughs> yeah. and speak to me. Absolutely, you know. Because you're people, always welcoming people in, aren't you? And if you want to chat, yeah, you want to chat. Yeah, they can come in and speak to me. Um, like I say, it's, you've got to get over that first hurdle. I think any word of advice, um, you won't get anywhere until until you make an effort yourself, conscionable effort yourself. And I think that effort, it's got to come from you. Um, you've got to be able to sort of go right, hold yourself up accountable. Um, and go right. We need to make a, a positive change here. Otherwise, people aren't going to do it for you. You know what I mean? I, I, I will always be making meals, but I won't be making meals for you until you come and see me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see you doing a cooking show. Yeah. Just do a one-off one. Put it. Put your phone up in the corner and yeah. say, "This is what we're cooking today. We're going to go through this curry, making it for a client." Blah blah blah. Whack it out there. Yeah. Said, you know, if you want to try this, just comment below. Yeah. And uh, you know, we'll do you an order. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. That's another hurdle, isn't maybe, it? I might do it on my new outside sink now. It might do a barbecue version. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good, wouldn't yeah. it? I'll have to come to that. Yeah, let's do it. See what it does. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So you heard it here. You know, he's going to do a barbecue version. It's going to be out there. Yeah. Uh, and this is the episode of the Morbid Download. We'd like to feel, thank Neil for thank coming on. Thank you very on. much. Uh, you're on Instagram? I am. Yeah. Fuel Ashby, um, all on social media. So no, uh, It's the same one across the board. Absolutely, yeah. So it's at Fuel Ashby, yeah. F-U-E-L Ashby. Yeah, that's great, guys. And uh, hopefully see you soon. Uh, have a lovely day. Remember, have that positive mentality. Send out the positive vibes. Every interaction you've got, you don't know what they're going through. Uh, and, you know, if you want to start your own business or looking at something, just go and do it. You, you only learn by doing it, don't you, Neil? Absolutely. Deep end first. Deep end first. See, see if you sink or swim. Absolutely. <laughs> Figure it out when you're doing it. Don't try and don't try and overthink it. So yeah. it won't work. I think that's where people go wrong. Yeah. Really, they think it's a good idea, then they overthink it, and they're not doing it, and yeah. think it. Well, I might get criticised, or I might do but this. Richard Branson says, "His needs like start something now and figure it out later." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm very much a learn do it. I mean, this is the same as the podcast thing. I'm just learning as I go along. I don't have anything planned. I just turn yeah. up. Okay. Thanks, Neil, for coming in. Uh, and I'll see you later, guys. Take care.